Hey guys, some people still don't get podcasts, what's out there and how to listen to them, but you can help change that with just a click. Right now, think about somebody you care about. What podcast would they really love? Got it? Now do it. Hit the share button on the bottom left of your screen. If they don't know how to listen, offer to show them how. Tell us what you'd recommend with the hashtag tripod. That's T-R-Y-P-O-D. Thanks for spreading the word. Welcome back, humanoids. We're getting towards the end of WrestleMania preview week here on the Masked Man Show. It's been spectacular, many have said. Many people are saying this is the greatest week in Masked Man Show history. Thanks to my very special guest, uh, Dave Schilling. He's less special as the weeks go by, but even <laughs> yeah. more special is Nick Mundy. How you doing, guys? I'm doing great. Fantastic. Could not be better. We have, in previous episodes already this week, we, along with um, Bruce Pritchard, broke down... Goldberg versus Lesnar. We broke down Undertaker versus Roman Reigns, and we broke down Shane McMahon versus AJ Styles. Now we're going to break down everything else on the WrestleMania card. So get comfortable, guys. We're going to be here for about four and a half hours discussing <laughs> all of these matches. And um, this is the meat. Of, these are the matches I'm actually excited for. Totally true. Totally true. I mean, the, 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 we we broke out the other three because Pritchard was nice enough to talk to us about them, and and, and they you know they have some. Uh, I mean, those are really the three big spotlight matches. Um, you can make the case for a couple of the other ones we're going to talk about. But let's just start off. I'm just going to run through the Wikipedia page sequentially, skipping over the stuff we've been through before. The number one match, Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. Um, Schilling, why is this match happening? In kayfabe. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for giving me the uh, the honor of having to untangle this this mess of cables that is the plot. Just to this giving story. you the rope, man. All right. So uh, Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt began feuding for reasons I do not remember all the way back in March or May of last year. No, it was, it was at, SummerSlam. Well, yeah, it was. So yeah, it was it, it was a backlash uh, that they had their first match that did not happen because Randy Orton was still concussed from his uh, his beating at the hands of Brock Lesnar. So they have not had a one-on-one match before, to my knowledge. Um, after that, there was some weird um, promos and such. Uh, finally, uh, uh, Randy Orton turns on Kane in, I believe, a tag match or a handicap match, gives him an RKO, um, Bray Wyatt goes over, and then Randy Orton reveals that he has joined the Wyatt family because if you can't beat him, join him. Even though he saw logic, yeah, yeah, and, and uh, so they go through this period of being a stable. They won the tag team titles on SmackDown. They lose the titles. There's uh, through this whole period a lot of tension between Randy Orton and Luke Harper. And finally, Luke Harper leaves the the, the Wyatt family. It's just Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. Orton wins the Royal Rumble, gets a number one contender, uh, the number one contendership to go to WrestleMania to wrestle Bray Wyatt says, no, I'm not going to do it. I love you, Bray Wyatt. You're the man. Uh, AJ Styles ends up becoming the number one contender. And finally, Randy Orton burns down the Wyatt compound, (laughs) brings a bunch of cameramen with him, sets it on fire, does his pose, and declares that he will, in fact, go to WrestleMania to fight Bray Wyatt. Um, did I get everything? <laughs> you did better. Oh, he killed did. Sister Abigail's spirit, but now Bray Wyatt has the spirit inside of him, and he's and going, on him. Yeah, inside and on, all over the place. It's maybe the the most supernatural thing they've done in years. Sure, with the with you know the exception of a little bit of fog and lightning from Undertaker. Yeah, Undertaker. You know when he first debuted, was as supernatural as possible, and he could do crazy things and he had an urn that spit out green smoke and all that shit uh, but every year he became less and less uh, supernatural and even now sure he can appear out of nowhere and lightning and stuff but that's just sort of like it's basic like, it's, taker yeah, it's like, it's like it is it's, it's basic and it's also I mean we've made this joke before I'm sure but it's more impressive that he can scramble out from under the ring and get in and look like he appeared there. That's more impressive than the magical version of him appearing <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. ring. Yeah, that guy is. He's not out of breath. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, who's the good guy in this match? Allegedly, Randy Orton. Sure. 
Randy Orton is Randy Orton is the sort of like lo-fi Roman Reigns in that like he's just been getting crazy house show pops and like you know working kind of decent underrated matches for a long time. Um, but yeah, Randy Randy turned on Bray and is the good guy. That said, um, by burning his house, like that's by what burning I, his house down. Like yeah. that's that's the this is when I get frustrated with WWE. It's like. When your bad guys are like threatening to go to Stephanie McMahon, or when your good guys are threatening to go to Stephanie McMahon's house and threaten his, her kids yep. to yeah. get a match, or they're arsonists. Yeah. Or when, <laughs> or when AJ comes to the ring to apologize to Shane and Shane punches him in the face and yeah. jumps off a, and just tries to kill so him. So this is. This is a frustrating match. This yeah. is. It isn't. I mean, and for a long time, I mean, listen. The fans have been trying to cheer for Bray Wyatt, and this isn't even a smart fan thing. This is like the oh. fans have been trying to cheer for Bray Wyatt for a year and a half. The only thing, the only, the only thing that keeps him as a heel, as a nominal heel, is his is the Wyatt family. Yeah, and his obsession with the Dark Lord Satan. <laughs> I mean, that's part of it. I, too. I, I think that makes him cool. I okay. thought they were going with the face turn. Like I missed yeah, it. Yeah, it felt like. And like after he beat Cena twice, I was like, okay, he's ready to go. And it's like, just pull that trigger, man. He was in a tag match with oh god, was it Roman? It must have been with Roman on a Raw right yeah, before he, he got hurt sure. at a house show. It was it was on Raw and then he got hurt on the house show. But he was working babyface and people were popping like crazy for him. I think this match really determines like championship. This like championship math. Every pay per view you have to like go through is like who's going to win based on the How other many matches. Title changes there are. And so I don't want to get into the fantasy booking because we'll get into that later. But although, our, I feel like our fantasy booking will be more grounded than what they're actually planning on doing. Uh, brief aside, Bray Wyatt was quoted this week. I think this is I saw this is in PW Mania saying, "If I were Goldberg or Brock Lesnar, I wouldn't want to have to go on after me and Randy." So, and he's also promising a violent war. I think so, it's going to be a great match. I, I really No, that's do. the thing, though. I'm excited about the match. Yeah. I just don't care about all the... The hoo-ha. Yeah, the, the frivolities. The gaga, as, the, as our friend Bruce Pritchard would say. The voodoo, yeah. Um, all right, guys, do you want to fantasy book this match? More than anything. Go ahead, Dave. <laughs> Bray Wyatt has to win this match. Bray Wyatt is the monster heel for SmackDown. If he loses here, then what does he do? He has to win. Randy Orton doesn't need the title. Randy Orton is going to be over no matter what because he has a cool finisher. True. Uh, so I think there's going to be a Luke Harper heel turn or Eric Rowan shows up again. And Eric Rowan rejoins the Wyatt family because he's been putting over Wyatt stuff on Twitter the whole yeah. time he's been injured. All right, Nick. You want to defend Randy Orton? or do you just Yeah, wanna, I'm going to I'm gonna defend Randy Orton because Randy Orton's good when he is a miserable prick. <laughs> and, and, and when he has a faction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to start. I don't know if it's the Wyatt family, but like it's going to be a badass match. And I think they're going to kill each other. And I think Bo Dallas is going to turn on Bray Wyatt. On his brother. Yeah. And I think it's oh. going to be a weird, creepy, like cut off sweatshirt gang. I don't know if it's going to be the, he's taking over the Wyatts, but like. Yeah, Bray Wyatt could be the best heel on SmackDown, but I would rather have Randy Orton, Super Prick, be the bad guy in SmackDown so, as a champion. So Super Prick, double turn. Super yeah. Prick is exactly right because I mean that's the when Randy Orton, Randy Orton's like peak, peak Randy Orton in the past you know decade was when he was a member of the Authority and when he was kind of being presented as a little bit of a dimwit. Right, yeah. he was being played as even as champion, he was being played by Triple H, and he was just a dick, and it was he was really really good. But if you have dickish heel Randy Orton, then that sets up. Ambrose, it's such a AJ Styles. Listen, a, I, okay, I was I came into this segment preparing to to agree with Dave that 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 uh, Bray Wyatt should go over in this match. I'm completely flipping. I'm all in <laughs> wow. with you. I want Randy Orton. There's nothing I want more in my life than Randy Orton as leader of the Wyatt family. Just get let, let him have Harper. Let him have Rowan. Give him. Let him have Bo, Bo Dallas. Dallas yeah. Just be incredible. And then just they take the title away, and Bray Wyatt has to get it back. Um, and hopefully this means they get Sister Abigail too, so Bray Wyatt can't be spooky uh, or magical. And then Bray anymore. Wyatt just becomes husky ass kicker, which is the the best trend in WWE right now. Yeah, as as a big guy, husky ass kicker is Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens, and Bray. And then eventually, a couple of years, you start evolution with the three guys with guts. <laughs> That's not a bad idea, three, man. Three guys with guts. All right, I'm all in. Let's move on to the next match. You just mentioned Kevin Owens. Um, 
This is probably the biggest match on the card that we haven't discussed so far, and certainly the the you know the this is a big this match is, of the card. This is the main event for Smarks like us. Yeah, yeah. Um, we could have led the show with it. That might have been a smarter idea, <laughs> but we're going to get into it right now. Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho. Um, you know, Chris Jericho has a very weird spot in WWE right now. He's either, I mean, when you when it comes to WrestleManias in particular, he's either have he's either in these matches like he had with CM Punk several years back, where it's just like, is the, you're, you're wondering if this is going to be the Steamboat uh, uh, Savage of the night, or he's he's putting over Fandango or something like that, God. you know, like or or even the funniest <laughs> thing was that last year he was doing a, a combination of the two, but he was just basically, you know, this was basically the the AJ Styles exhibition match, even though AJ lost. Yeah, uh, it wasn't like a class, a four star classic. No, it or anything. was it was the the gatekeeper match of can you work a big a big stage against this guy who's been around and wrestled everybody. Can you make it to the ring with, without falling down? Isn't it amazing that like there no one is tripped on the way to the ring? Or... Oh, you mean like the Shockmaster? Like a, if you were the like the I want to see the Shockmaster <laughs> at WrestleMania come down that. that just, I mean, all of these every the every time. pro wrestler has yeah. done everything that they do on any given night on Raw. They've done five hundred times in real life before, right? They, yeah. On house shows, on in previous editions. Dana Brooke doing that flip when she comes out. I'm like, she's gonna break her neck one day. The one thing they don't do, and I'm sure they all get some reps in, but they, they you don't walk the entire half length of a football field to the ring in broad daylight. That doesn't happen very much. You no, know? not at all. So this is. It's a, I always wonder why they don't. Like not, there's not more crazy, unexpected moments. Anyway, back to what's going on. Uh, Nick, Owens versus Jericho. Can you explain in kayfabe why this match is taking place? Well, in kayfabe, Owens and Jericho became good friends like around June, July. Um, after you know getting screwed over, they became reluctant partners. Eventually, became best friends and started doing the best stuff in WWE for the past nine months. Correct. Um, it's funny. It's been entertaining. It's been really great heel shit. We saw Jericho help. Oh, not well. Owens won the Universal Championship, and then we saw Jericho help Owens continue to hold that title up until Jericho cost him the title in February. We saw him wear a Sin Cara mask. We saw him dangle from a cage. It's just been fun, entertaining stuff, and you've been watching it and you've been enjoying it. And when Owens actually turned on Jericho. It went from a hilarious segment to, and I think you said this, we like ran the gamut of emotions. Yeah. I mean, we saw, and it went from a hilarious segment into, oh God, this I care about this more than anything in wrestling. And what you want to do in a feud is care about the two guys in it. It's it's been really it's been a really impressive run from the beginning of their friendship, their on screen friendship, just because. This is a, I mean, it was a comical, I mean, a lot of it was based in comedy, but there was never a point where it felt like they were diminishing Kevin Owens' worth as champion. You know, even when he was cheating to win or Jericho, you know, would help him win matches, it all felt like it was in in the service of making Kevin Owens more legitimate. And then when he finally um, presented the, you know, the list of KO, Jericho's name was the only name on it. Um and the, the beatdown that followed was really one of the most harrowing moments in a long time. I said it before. It happened again on Monday. We see these guys in their underwear all the time. But if somebody walks out and pants in a shirt and gets his shirt ripped off, it looks like he's totally exposed. And you, <laughs> like there's nothing more. that You never feel worse for somebody than when that's happening. And, and the fact that, okay, look, Jericho is my friend and my podcast boss. And now we're getting into it. Yeah, I still feel like he's been the best guy in WWE for the past year. It's been enjoy. I think it's his, still his best. This is his best run for me. Um, and Owens is great. And I like they're going to put on the best match of the night because Owens is going to have a chip on his shoulder. And Jericho genuinely wants to make Owens look like a million dollars. And I, I think this is going. I'm excited about this match. I'm legitimately excited about it's, where we're going. The fact that they could make Owens ripping up the gag list into a real emotional moment. Yeah, that's like, a great heel move. Like, okay, you, you got you got me. Yeah. What do you th- what do you think, Schilling? What, do, what, do you have any do you have any feelings about this match before we get into the fantasy booking I'm segment? A, I, I'm with Nick. Uh, you know, I I'm not Jericho's friend, but we all are. Yeah, I mean, we, friends of Jericho. <laughs> Cheer him on, man. Uh, I love that. I love everything he's been doing. I've been a Jericho mark. As long as Kevin Owens has been a Jericho mark. Uh, so anytime he works at WrestleMania, I'm excited. 
I can't wait for this match. This is this is my main event too. No, this is this this is this Mark main event. I totally agree. All right, let's do a really quick fantasy booking. Make your case, Shillin. You go first. Okay. I mean, I think it has to be Kevin Owens here, because, and this has been the rumor. And Nick, you can slyly wink at me if the rumor is correct. Uh, that he's Jericho's leaving for a while to go do his tour with Fozzie. So it seems to me that the young guy needs to get put over. Granted, we all felt this way about AJ Styles last year. AJ Styles has to win because he's the new guy in the company. Not quite as young as Kevin Owens, but comparatively speaking, he's fresh. He's different. He's not Chris Jericho who's been in the company forever. I think it's going to be a hard-fought, brutal match. I think there's going to be blood. I think there's going to be weapons uh, that are used. There's going to be chicanery. There's going to be all kinds of stuff. Um, and, but I think Kevin Owens has to win, and he has to brutalize him, and he has to leave him laying. It has to be some a situation where Kevin Owens looks like a killer, like a real monster. Uh, I, I like where you're coming from, Nick. You know, I can't. We've been disagreeing a lot on the fantasy bookings or doing presenting different outcomes. I can't disagree with that. I think you're going to see if you Google Kevin Steen top 100 moves, we're going to see every single one of them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're going to see the pocket pile driver. Yeah. I think we're going to see. I, I think that's. I, with a, I, th- I don't know if that's legal, but go ahead. <laughs> no. Like, look, I Jericho on a podcast with Owens is like, hey, what's that move you, you do? Or oh, the package pile driver. The package pile driver. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jericho called it the pocket pile driver. Um, <laughs> is that some like sort of name. sex thing? No, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give you the pocket pile driver. Baby. No, but I, I think we're going to see all of Owens's PWG moves. I think because Jericho's going to want to put on. If they get 25 minutes, we're going to see one of the best matches. Like, I, think, uh, my, I my agree. Big, the amount of time they give him is going to be is going to make a lot of difference. My big yeah. thing. I think Jericho comes out in pants. Oh, I yeah. don't know why. With the pants with butt crack or like regular wrestling tights? I want the old school Jericho I want pants. Y2J pants. I would love that. I like, would mark out huge if he came out to the countdown. Oh, yeah. And I, all that wore a wig. No, I don't think wear the wig, if, if you're going to fantasy book Jericho winning, it's it's the same thing that you book, Dave, but it's, but you know, Jericho somehow wins with a, yeah. just under the package, a small package win or something like that. I just and don't then see Owens, it. And then Owens gets... The win back exactly like the like a brutal ten minute beatdown where Jericho doesn't do anything. He gets it back on Raw or next month's pay per view. You know, like yeah. it's. But but yeah, I think that I think that uh, we can all hold our hands up in victory after this one. I think Owens is going over. I think Owens is going to win because he's going to have that U.S. title and he's going to be the killer on the show. Yeah, and he's going to have to carry the show if Goldberg or if Lesnar is the universal, the universal title is going to be either in Atlanta or in Canada. Yeah, uh, and only show up every once a month. Right. So he's going to be the ma- again the main guy, but instead of being like the sniveling chicken shit heel, which he was great at. He's going to be a monster. I think yeah. we're going to be seeing a lot, and this is not based on any inside info, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of Triple H uh, along with Joe and, and Owens versus... Husky Boys. Versus, yeah, versus <laughs> Rollins, Reigns, and, oh, you know, God. Finn Balor. Finn, Sammy. Oh, God, imagine if Triple H shaves his beard, starts wearing, like, the, the biking shorts, mm-hmm. and gains, like, 40 pounds. We were talking about that <laughs> yeah, on the show. I, I, like, I, I, mean, I keep saying the, mo- the, the best heel move Triple H could do at this point is just getting really out of shape but still putting himself in the main event. Yeah, like, whatever he was doing in 2003 and four, like, I don't want to say what he was doing, right. but, like... We, gotta, we, we don't have to get out of here, but we got to keep moving through this match. I just noticed, speaking of Triple H, the Triple H versus Seth Rollins is not actually, as of the point that we're taping this, is not on the Wikipedia page for WrestleMania yet because the Seth K-Fan Rollins has not accepted the uh, hold harmless um, uh, contract or whatever. Presumably, this match will be happening. Yeah. Um, hold. They, they need. There should be a guy in NXT whose name is Hold, hold Harmless. Hold, hold <laughs> harmless, where he just like comes. To the, um, That's anyway. Dallas's next gimmick. Hey, that would or, be a great. Or game. Adam Cole. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, Listen, I love Adam Cole. I got some slack for talking about him before. He's a great wrestler. He's a really great natural heel. Anyway, um, Triple H versus versus Seth Rollins. This has been bubbling for a long time. Shillin, give us the very brief kayfabe okay. reason why this match is happening. I'll keep it brief this time. I won't talk about the history. But, I mean, Seth Rollins and Triple H were, were mentor and mentee uh, all the way back to the original Shield heel turn. And then Triple H turns on Seth Rollins the night after... Uh, or the week, two weeks after, whenever it was, after SummerSlam, when they had the title match. I think it was the week after SummerSlam. 
uh, costs him the match and allows Kevin Owens to become the Universal Champion. From there, Triple H is not on TV for months and months and months, finally comes back, and Seth Rollins gets hurt by Samoa Joe, and now we're in this sort of gray area situation where we can't say he's going to wrestle, but he is going to wrestle. We know it's going to happen, so we're just waiting for the storyline to play out. Yeah, I mean, I think this might be. This is one of those ones that's been rumored for a long time, and and it has the potential uh, to be really good. Both because we know Seth Rollins um, is very good in the ring, uh, and Triple H has been better in the ring since his pseudo retirement than he ever was before. Almost, yeah, uh, he's, last year outstanding. Yeah, I mean, and he's it's it, there's real heat here. There's a real there's a real feud that has been building for a long time, which is you know rest this this year at WrestleMania we need it, and uh, you know if they if they just do a brawl, it can sort of fill a quota for the for the event. If they really try to have, I mean, if they're able to go all out and have a good match, this could actually be the match of the night. I mean, there's other there's other matches in the running, but I mean. We talked when we were talking in the last segment about you know whether or not they were going to give Owens and Jericho time. You know Triple H has as much time as he wants, right? And Seth and he and Seth Rollins could conceivably have a really good match. I really just think it depends on how Rollins is feeling because, I mean, this is a match that you know this is a year in the making. Yeah, you know we expect this was going to be the WrestleMania last year. I really feel like this could just be a garbage match. Like Seth Rollins shows up in jeans. Uh, and then they brawl. I don't know. Finn Balor could show up. Uh, like this Finn not Balor, Finn Balor, we got to. I mean, it's kind of the wild card of the night. We know that he's healthy, but he doesn't have a really a place at all. Probably raw after wrestling. Yeah, no, that's what I'm thinking too. Um, yeah, I mean, we can get into the fantasy booking, uh, but I, I really feel like this is going to be like. He's gonna look exactly like Shawn Michaels in SummerSlam. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Is that same? It's that same vibe of this is not a real sanctioned match. It's a street fight. I think he should just come in two full leg casts. And just, <laughs> I know it's just one, but like just put just put him in both and make him walk around like leaping Lanny Poffo in the suit of armor for the whole match. <laughs> um, all right. I, I do have a feeling Seth Rollins might pedigree him off the top rope. Yeah, I can see that. Well, and you know, Rollins has also said that he'd retire the pedigree after he beat Triple H. So, yeah. like, let's see. If oh, that... oh, then Curb Stomp comes back. No, uh, Triple H is not going to take. He's what, so what are we more likely to see at WrestleMania: Curb Stomp or a package pile driver? Show and go. I, I would say a package pile driver, only Again, because Jericho will be willing to take it. I just don't think Triple H is like, oh, I'm chopping at the bit to do no, a curb he, stomp. Might, he might want to surprise everybody. What All Dave right. said. Yeah, Dave, Dave's right. All right. <laughs> give, me, give, me the, give me the half-sentence fantasy reason why, uh, why, why one of these guys is going to win. Nick? I'll go with Triple H just because it's Triple H. That's great. Dave, why it. is Seth Rollins going to win? Because Triple H is in the business of putting over young guys, especially guys like Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. I think this is... Uh, Dave's right, bud. I <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're never wrong when you go with Triple H going over at WrestleMania. I still thought he was going to win the Cruiserweight Championship. <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, all right. Yeah, I think that... I, th- I think that uh, my, I'm inclined to go with Rollins, but at the same time, that would be kind of a great way to start Raw the next night if... If Triple H, Kevin Owens, and and Joe all won their matches and got, and just kind of opened the show together as their new you know formally as the new heel stable, yeah. Um, so I'm just giving this a, a complete toss up right now. Um, next on the card, I'm going sequentially here, guys. This is not in order of uh, in order of preference in any, in, in any way, shape, or form. Dean Ambrose versus Baron Corbin for the Inter- Intercontinental Championship. The short version is that these guys in kayfabe, these guys are fighting because. There was a few. There was a brief feud. Baron Corbin trapped Aaron uh, Dean Ambrose under a under a forklift. Well, they all started at elimination chamber, right? Because they because yeah. what they did, did it. I don't even remember. <laughs> Baron Corbin um, pinned him in the match. There's an, or at least cost him a pin. It started forward. backstage. There was only one bottle of Rogaine in the locker room. <laughs> oh no, oh, that's meaner than what I said about Shane McMahon. Yeah, yeah, come on, come bald. on I'm bald. I can make these jokes. That's it's true. Area bald American. Uh, yeah, it started elimination chamber. And then went from there. They sort of pivoted from a Miz Ambrose match to um, Ambrose and Corbin. So here we are. It's it's. I haven't loved this. Is there a stipulation feud. on this match? Not yet. 
Yeah. Uh, no, as of right now, it's a singles. It's just a singles match for the IC title. Uh, the, is, uh, yeah, because I'm. A, uh, well, I was worried that it might go get a no DQ stipulation. This is a sort of. I mean, this is a sort of about. We don't have any no DQ. We have a. I mean, we have the, zero gimmick match. We have a whole, on the this whole card. harmless. The whole harmless. I guess could conceivably be worked as a no DQ match. It's right. kind of unclear how that would go. Um, yeah, this feels like one where they where they could just allow for some last second stuff, depending on. I mean, change the stipulations uh, later, just because it's. I hope they don't because I hate prop comic Dean Ambrose. But (laughs) if we just get like badass 10 minute shit kicking match between the two of them, that could be pretty fun. It It would be cool if they just did. It would be cool if they just did a like if the, the entire match was backstage. And just like a loading dock, and there was just like a, a, the exact size of a ring made up of forklifts, <laughs> and there were just some crates. Just, like that would just something, just like a fight, a regular wrestling match, except backstage, and everything hurts. I'm sure Vince Russo tried to book that in WCW in the year 2000. The forklift match. I think know? this match opens up tonight. I mean, do you mean it opens up the, like like at 8 o'clock Eastern or like at 3.30 Eastern when the pre-show starts? I think it opens up be. post-pre-show. Like, the real WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is a good candidate Post for that. Post I've, I've enjoyed, you know, so I don't know if I was fantasy booking it forever ago or if there was actually a rumor, but, but, but there was, uh, we had talked at one point about Baron Corbin just being Dean Ambrose's muscle, you know, and like do a sort that. of like yeah. Sean and Diesel thing with those two. I don't mind these two together. And actually, Baron Corbin has been... A little bit more kind of low key and a little bit more, a little bit less like a pro wrestling monster of late. And I don't, and I, I'm kind of into it. I mean, he's, you know, this is going to be a big opportunity for him to prove what he's got and for Dean Ambrose to, uh, to prove what he can, uh, to, to prove his chicken salad making skills. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we all feel like Corbin's going over, right? Well, we'll get to that part. No, okay. let's do it right okay. now. Okay. Yeah, I think Cor- yeah, I think Corbin's going to win this match after a 10-minute brawl. Like a good, like Ambrose 2015 brawl. Like, you know, they'll probably get out of the ring. They'll probably do some stuff. They'll probably take some brutal, like, you know, power bombs and, and maybe throw a table. But I think this match is to get Baron Corbin over. I, th- I think that that's right, regardless of the outcome. Schilling, you want to go? You want to speak in favor of Ambrose? Sure. With a- apologies to him, by the way. Yeah, apologies, my friend. <laughs> this is going to be a short match. We've gone through matches that all have the opportunity of being the most over or the the match of the night from a work rate standpoint. This is not going to be that because something has to be not great. It's going to be short and sweet, and there's going to be some chicanery. It could be fun though. It could be fun if they book a fun brawl, but I think Ambrose goes over because this is not the culmination of this feud. This is the beginning of this feud. They have not wrestled a singles match um, as of yet, as far as I know. At least not you know not one on pay per view. Certainly, um, has Daniel Bryan on Talking Smack referenced the fact that he's that he jumped off the forklift in the Extreme Rules in 2014? I don't know. I, I feel like I, he should take credit for the forklift. Like, the forklift should be his friend. <laughs> I've only watched the clips of, of Talking Smack. I don't watch the whole show. Um, I'm a bad fan. That's okay. We're all bad fans. Everybody, in 2017, there's only the only kind of fan is the bad fan. Um, all right, listen, I, I, don't, I don't know how to call this. I'm going to, I was actually assuming I was going to go all Dean Ambrose uh, until Nick made the case, until Nick spoke said with such confidence that he thought Baron Corbin was going to win. Um, you need a heel win, you know. It's, you get you plenty do, of heel wins. The last match of the night's going to be a heel win. Listen, guys, I'm making this call, and I'm going with Nick. Oh um, I'm just getting buried on this show. Because Viper, remember Randy Orton's shitty Viper gang. Oh, like, right. You need Baron Corbin in the shitty Viper gang. Before we move on, let's take a quick break. Today's episode is brought to you by the Ringer University Podcast. That's where you can find teed up hosts Mark Titus and Tate Frazier throughout the rest of the tournament, giving their expert college basketball analysis. Subscribe to Ringer University right now on iTunes or on Stitcher or SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, next match of the night John Cena and Nikki Bella versus The Miz and Maurice. Nick is, is cheering Nick right is now. marking out for this match. <laughs> you excited about this? I'm, I'm very excited about this match. 2017 Miz and 2017 Cena is. Uh, Perfect. I always felt like these guys should have been the Hogan and Savage of their generation. And it, it, Miz just wasn't ready until right now, which well, is a shame. Well, the problem also is that 
as great as John Cena was, as big as it draws he was, it wasn't like it, what made Hogan Savage work is that Savage was sort of like Hulk Hogan Jr. in yeah. a lot of ways, except very, except more talented. So uh, it was, I mean, not that dissimilar than Hogan and Paul Orndorff, except Savage is very talented in a way that Mr. Wonderful was not. Um, but the world didn't need another John Cena, and right. and Miz Miz did sort of fit that role as Cena Jr., but he wasn't. Uh, but we didn't want him the way we desperately needed Savage back in 1987. Well, he wasn't as good a worker. Like he yeah, wasn't. He wasn't I mean. a corrective to Hulk Hogan the way that you know you you're gonna watch SummerSlam '90 and it's not gonna be great. But there's gonna be a Savage match on the card and it's gonna be great. Um, and so you always have that to look forward to. The Miz didn't start working good matches until two years ago. <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Oh no! I mean, yeah. this is or or did Cena? Cena. The best thing that happened yeah. to Cena was that U.S. title run and yeah. AJ Styles. <laughs> let's yeah, be, well. let's be frank. Well, AJ Styles, Kevin Owens. Yeah, yeah. That U.S. title run. I think that's when it was like, oh, I love Cena. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really. Great. I mean, see, going back to CM Punk, he was. I mean, Cena's been deeply important and capable of having you know really high quality matches. But yeah, the U.S. title run, I think, just sort of codified the whole thing. And it's crazy how, for both of these guys, to be entering this new plateau, this new level of awesomeness at this late in their career is really great. Just to make sure we cover the kayfabe territory, this match is happening because Nikki Bella inadvertently spilled some some powder of some sort onto <laughs> Maurice backstage. Is that correct? Yeah, and then that, and then that basically let out the dogs of war for The Miz to start uh, expressing his frustration with John Cena for the last And they are just telling the truth on everything. Thing has been a shoot. Yeah, it's been, they, on both sides. Miz, Miz and Maurice have been shooting, and it's been really funny. Uh, Cena looks like he's having fun, like he's like ser- seriously having fun in his like various tag matches with Nikki Bella in a yeah. way that like I just didn't expect to see that sort of happiness ever on his face. Like it was just sort of crazy. This match shouldn't work, and it is for all the like right reasons. I mean, it's just yeah, sure. We'd like rather probably maybe seen Cena Undertaker like. I really wanted Miz and AJ or something. Like, there's a lot of, like, different permutations. This was the least one I was expecting. But it's it's just, WrestleMania should be fun, and it, this is a spectacle match, and it's going to be great. This is yeah. And this is obviously, I mean, it fills the total Divas slot of yep. this match, and that this is the be- of, of this card, and this is the best way that they could possibly have done it. Exactly. I've been saying, uh, I mean, we've been talking about this for, I feel like, weeks on the show, about how they'll figure out a way to give us John Cena versus The Miz for 10 minutes or, you know, six, seven minutes, in a that, in a way that will satisfy our longing for like we wish they had a legit quote unquote legitimate match, um, but you know having having Maurice and, and Nikki involved I think only just sort of adds to the sort of uh, the fun and the the it's the sort of stipulation of this match it's great yeah uh, it's a it's a different flavor from the other matches on the card and that's what you need a, on a pay per view card okay chilling we fantasy book this match for me sure um, I. Th- there's no way the Miz is winning. I don't know what else to say other than than uh, dueling f uh, fus dueling attitude adjustments, which we saw on Tuesday night. Or yeah. this, we're recording this a week before, a week just so everybody is clear on that. And yeah, that was this is definitely also going to have a ton of chicanery. We might see Brie Bella, guys. We might see other Total Divas cast members who I don't know because I don't watch that show. Not Paige, obviously. But there's going to be a lot of people coming in and interfering. Maybe John Cena's dad. Who knows? <laughs> um, Nick, what do you Nick? Do you want to make the case for the Miz here? Um, you can't. <laughs> but I want to. I want to come back to the Miz because I got his Monday, his Tuesday night planned. Um, no, John Cena comes out. I think, but I think. Miz is going to pull out every single Daniel Bryan move. Yep. I think the Miz, the scene is going to be springboarding, stunning, till he gets it right. I think Daniel Bryan's going to come <laughs> it's a out. Long match then. Daniel Bryan and, and Bree come out together. Yeah, and they're going to pull. Boom. No, they're going to put the heat on Cena and Nikki. Daniel Bryan and Bree are going to. Well, no, maybe not Bree because she's like eight months pregnant. Daniel Bryan will come out. We'll get a flying knee. Oh, or is we'll she get pregnant? a pregnant. Oh, jeez. We'll get or Damn we'll, it. we'll get a yes lock. Nikki is going to put the attitude adjustment on the Miz, uh-huh. and then after one, two, three, Miz, uh, Nikki's going to pin the Miz. One, two, three, Cena's going to like propose to Nikki on top of the Miz. <laughs> <laughs> Pass out body, big celebration, dude. I would 
love is that. The, the proposal rumor has been going around. Has, has anybody actually mentioned this with any sort of legitimacy behind I it? I don't know. I'm it's just, just been a thing on, on Reddit and stuff. Can yes. we, uh, well, when you're talking about couples coming out, can we not get John Laurinaitis and, the, and, and Nikki's mom to come <laughs> out at some point? And just oh, like, I can do whatever you want me to do, Vince. If there was a proposal over the Mrs. Fallen Body or, or just a proposal in the ring, I wrote a piece uh, back when, uh, what was it, AJ and, uh, and, and I'm sorry, AJ Lee and Daniel Bryan were getting married in storyline terms. Is that that's what happened, yeah. right? Yeah, I wrote a piece back at Grantland about the history of uh, of, of weddings in WWE, and it's really just there's not it's it's they've used it sparingly, and it's awesome almost every time. Teddy Long's was my favorite. Oh, very, uh, very let me very say good. really quickly before we move on, John Cena's Macho Man was was CM Punk. That was his Macho Man ultimately. Sure, I thought it was Orton. I've always thought it was Orton. I don't know because Cena Orton is what's is what is the bigger DVD set, but well, I guess there's, there's probably, probably not gonna legal be reasons. <laughs> anyway, well, I I also feel like well, just real quick because I want to I shit on Miz and the Miz is one of my favorite people right now. Very very good. Tuesday night, Miz is going to be complaining. He's going to be like just bitching. He's going to be talking about how he's the best, and then you're going to hear a violin play. And Nakamura, not, it's Nakamura Miz yeah. for, for no, like he's the perfect guy to get the he Miz uh, to get Nakamura over yeah. for like two or three months because you're gonna have the King of Strong Style versus the King of Soft, Soft Style. style. <laughs> I love like, this. This is great. No, and so like you win this. That's one. really good. I, I got the Miz planned. I, I think Maurice is gonna like she'll become champion. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Here we go. All right, next on the card, uh, according to Wikipedia right now, is the four- Fatal 4-Way Women's Match, for, or the Fatal 4-Way Match for the Raw Women's Championship. Bailey, who's the champ right now, versus Sasha Banks versus Charlotte Flair versus Nia Jax. Um, uh, uh, what a schmoz this is going to be. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Well, it could I, be good. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about... I'm happy that Nia Jax is getting the spot. I'm sure they're going to find some really fun ways to involve her in the match. That said, there's a huge difference in just, I mean, just choreography-wise between a triple threat and a fatal four-way. Um, we've seen th- uh, we've seen a triple threat women's matches uh, that have been really, really good. And I think last year's WrestleMania women's title match was really good. Yeah, it was it was a, it was really a great Easy, match, easily match of the night. And I think, but once you once you get a fourth person involved, then it just becomes a little bit more of a spot fest or just sort of the slightly schmozzy enterprise. So let's just say it outright. Who do you think is going to win, and who do you think deserves to win? Showing okay, my heart is in this match because I'm the world's biggest Sasha Banks fan. So I'm going to book it the assuming Sasha Banks is going to win, and. The way that I see this playing out is that she cheats to win the title. She pins Bailey, some tights or something, feet on the ropes, and then that leads to a heel turn down the road, and then they have a big blow off at SummerSlam. Nick? I think Nia Jax is going to win. Ooh. All right, hear me out. I think I think Sasha's full-on turning heel against Bailey. and she'll take Bailey out. They'll take each, uh, each other out of the picture, and that's going to actually set up a second like like arc in the like a second storyline in the women's division which it hasn't had since the brand split and I think Nia Jax is going to like kind of get like almost like that Andre Bobby Heenan thing Charlotte's gonna just berate Nia Jax berate Nia Jax and like I'm gonna win this thing and then Nia Jax is like go F yourself like kind of face turn power bomber and then and then win the championship. I think it's going to come out of nowhere. And then they're going to shotgun her, the champion, like, hey, this is, like, because the heel thing's not really working. Let's try an experiment where Charlotte can put her over as a face until she eventually wins the championship. Let me go the other direction. Let me say that Nia Jax does win the title, as you, as you say, this in dominant fashion, and she keeps the belt for a while. But then who challenges her on Raw? Oscar. Oscar versus Nia Jax again. That's Run not, it back. It's going to be. I, I think Oscar wo- has to have an opponent who is as physically imposing as sure. she is. I feel it's, like Oscar needs to be SmackDown, but I see. I, I think. I think that the 
the, we'll get we'll get to this probably not have a lot of time to spend on it. But we'll get to the SmackDown women's match uh, in a minute. But I mean, the, the the stipulation there where all available talent or whatever is going to be in the match is just. Uh, I mean, it's an open invitation for Oscar. I just said it wrong again. Oscar yeah. or whoever to to come in now. If they're if that's all about Naomi making her surprise return, that is a I love Naomi. That is a gross misuse of this like this fill in the blank sort of situation. Yeah. This opportunity. Um, so you know, I I, I I like the idea of Oscar making Oscar making a surprise entrance on Raw, but you know, we'll see. I also like. I mean, all of this this has been great fantasy booking. I think the questions going in are, you know, we all think Sasha's going to turn heel. Does it happen at WrestleMania? Because they seem to, uh, WrestleMania is a big night, but they, they do seem to save a lot of these turns for Raw the night after you think it should happen. And then two, if it happens in the match, what does that mean for, like, the allegiances within the ring? Right. I mean, is this, is Sasha turning heel to just become buddies with Charlotte? Because that seems like that it would kind of come out of nowhere. Right. You would have to have a second storyline. I think, yeah, no, I think you need Sasha to take out Bailey, and it's like, then she's doing the walking out of the ring thing. It's like, she she's turning on Bailey not to get the She's not, yeah. it's not yeah, about it's the championship. With Charlotte it's or personal the vendetta, yeah. like. All right. All right. I don't know who's going to win this. I, I, I. Nick made the most compelling case. I think that the the straightest the straightest line is Sasha Banks heel winning the title. Thank I'm going to go with Schilling on Thank this you one. Finally, I think in some in a lot of these you just have to say it, it's you know. But then this, what do you do with Charlotte then? I, listen, uh, I just think we'll a, all I'm saying later. is we'll, we'll figure that out on Monday night. I think <laughs> on a, you know, with a lot of these, it's you know we have uh, 13 matches and counting at this point. You got to some of them just have to be the most simple storytelling for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the next match is the SmackDown Women's Championship match. It's Alexa Bliss versus Carmella versus Natalia versus Mickey James versus Becky Lynch versus others. TBA Ivory, which hyperlinks. <laughs> Ivory. Uh, I mean, I'm just gonna say it right now so we can get to the rest of the card. Naomi's winning the belt. Big surprise. She comes out. She's healthy. It's her hometown. She wins the title. We're going to get some weird entrances like Eva Marie is going to come back. Maybe maybe Summer Rae will, will return. Just a lot of, you know, uh, random uh, entrance into this match that we haven't seen on TV in a long time. I, I hope we get uh, Beth Phoenix. Ooh, Trish Stratus. What if Trish Stratus goes after Mickey James? Yeah, all available talent. That could you're right. I mean, that could just be Naomi is the big surprise, but before that, we just get some other surprises, and it's you know we can have the, a Linda Blaze come ma- back. Or yeah, we, the Oscar thing makes sense though. Yeah, like but that. she has to. She's not going to win. That's the thing. Well, I mean, she uh, could she could win at SmackDown, and also it's I mean it would be a great. Uh, well, okay, uh, going off what I said before, the more ex- traditional time to bring her out would be on Raw the next night or SmackDown the next night. Yeah. It's going to actually be really interesting to see how SmackDown after WrestleMania plays because half of the roster doesn't get Raw after WrestleMania. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so it's, I mean, obviously there's going to be, the WrestleMania crowd will, pro- will largely still be there to watch SmackDown. Uh, there'll be a really hot crowd one way or the other, but... It's uh, it's a different setup. It's the the biggest night of the year, the biggest television televised night of the year, is um, no longer the Super Show that it used to be. Yep. Um, anyway, yeah, I think I think the money's on Naomi here, uh, but they could do a lot of fun stuff with bringing back some some uh, some part timers, some legends, some some uh, yeah. I mean, like, anything is possible. Santino in a dress is possible. I, I hope that they don't go. <laughs> Maria Menounos. <laughs> sure. Uh, are there are there rumors online? No, 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 no. Um, Snooky, I think, is free. Sunny <laughs> uh, so will not. I be just there. I Sunny just booked uh, Asuka and Shinsuke in SmackDown, which I feel like is the right move. Okay, fair enough. And, and NXT right now is, I mean, Asuka is the anchor, no question for for the women's division or for the show in general. But it, they're they're ready they're ready to to be set free. The women, the other women on the roster, are ready to be set free. They need a tournament there. Well, yeah, yeah and also, you know, when they get an influx of talent from Ring of Honor, NXT is going to be just fine. I'm, so glad, I'm so glad that we fantasy booked that on the show one <laughs> yeah. month ago. With, fantasy with full, booked it with wink. full knowledge. This was going to happen, and, and no one's giving me credit for it. That's fine. <laughs> well because we pretended like we didn't know. Yeah, I know. I should. I should. Uh, playing stupid work for me though. All right. Just be Meltzer. Um no, it's totally fine. Uh Neville versus Austin Aries for the we just gotta we guys we actually gotta get out of here. We're gonna speed this through real this. this time. Neville versus Austin Aries uh for the for the cruiserweight championship. Nick who do you think's gonna win? I think Neville to keep it going. Yeah same. 
I I uh, I think this could go Austin Aries depending on just the flow of the night and where it is in the card. Do we need a face win? Do we need a heel win? That said, as as Austin Aries has been a revelation that we all you know the hiding in plain this sight. This could be one of the best matches of the night. It could yeah. it really could be. But as great as Austin Aries has been since he's come back, and just as great as he is in general. Neville is the money in this division. Like, 100%. If they, 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 the last thing they need to do is give the belt to Austin Aries and let him be a babyface champ with Neville relegated to somewhere else. Yeah, Neville, Neville is Neville is is the he's guy. He's the real deal. Yeah, he's, he's it's a shoot man. He's the best tag team triple threat tag team match for the Raw Championship. Gallows, uh, Anderson, Enzo, and Cass, whoa. Cesaro, and Sheamus. I know who's gonna win. Who? Chad Dubad and Tex Ferguson. Hell yes. That's a, that's a, like, a Southpaw regional wrestling <laughs> reference. I love that thing, man. Uh, that's it's like, great. The best way to get the club over is for them to just be those guys. <laughs> just and then for for uh, uh, Gallus, you wearing that Ribera Steakhouse jacket yeah, and, and the eye patch. Ugh, it's gonna be in zone cast. Yeah, this is their moment to shine. This is the coronation. I think the writers and the agents have figured out that they're getting a little stale and a little cold, and they need a title run to spice them up a bit. You know, there was a long time where I said that these guys would never be, they're, they're greater than the sum of their parts, sort of. You know, like Enzo and Cass have to, they're just such a better team than if they ever split them up. At this point, I like I would I, I would just love to see Big Cass just take a chair to Enzo. Every time, I mean, <laughs> I mean that in the best possible way. I want to care more about them than I do, so yeah. I'm inclined to go with you. Dave, this is uh, this is their moment. They really they really have to go over Cesaro and Sheamus. You know, I mean, everybody everybody has earned a WrestleMania win, and who's in this match? You know, everybody's this. Yeah, this, this these is, three tag teams have done a lot uh, for for you know on Raw over the past several months. But I think Enzo and Cass is the way to go. Um, I can only assume as of the writing, it's not on the. I mean, as of the writing, as of the time of this pod recording this podcast, it's not on the card. I assume that American Alpha and the Usos will have a rematch. At some point over WrestleMania weekend, maybe they'll just put it on the. They'll just have to start the pre-show on like Thursday lot. afternoon. There'll or be something. ten thousand people in the stadium, and they're wrestling in front of them. And they it's should, very. Sad. I think the parking lot's the way to go. Instead of having making everybody get to their seats earlier, just have a ring that's like twenty feet from the stadium and a ring that's like three hundred feet from the stadium, <laughs> and then just keep just various. It's like points of the cross, except it's wrestling. Oh, they should do this in New Orleans, uh, which just had the NBA All Star Game, and you during All Star Weekend you would just go back and forth. From the Superdome to the Smoothie King Center, do that for WrestleMania. Have two 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 venues that you can walk back and forth from. Right, we're going to be back there soon. I know. Don't worry. Uh, New WrestleMania is it's New next Orleans year. That's right. Yeah, it's next year. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah. Everybody everybody has. Think to about be events. Two 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 venues. There you go. It's done. Um, that'd that'd be there really are rumors great. that WrestleMania next year could be two nights. Well, they, we should we said they should have done it this year. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, how great would it be? Just put NXT on Friday and then have WrestleMania on Saturday and Sunday. And honestly. Just do, why not just do like Smarkselmania on Saturday <laughs> yeah. and just regular WrestleMania? Like, so, like if they did it this year and just gave us Goldberg Brock, Undertaker Reigns, and AJ like, Shane, and Cena and Nikki versus Miz and Maurice, you know, just like the big, like the, like the, the, the super technicolor, over the top, straight up WWE matches, and then just give us like the work rate stuff on Saturday. Sorry, kid, you're on night two. <laughs> you're not working the big night. You're working. That's what's going to happen. That would be the problem, is a lot of people would just like lose their minds about which night they were on. Anyway. Um, anyway. Uh, and then we, we guys. Usos are going to win. Yeah, Usos are keeping the title if they have the match. Why switch the titles? If Heel Usos are great. Oh, yeah. They got a baby face pop for winning the belts. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned the Heenan family earlier uh, several several minutes ago. With, with this, what we really need is the Johnson family and just have The Rock the Rock unite Roman Reigns and Nia Jax and just for the hell of it, let's the throw Usos. in the Usos. Well, they're all sort of related, right? I don't, I don't know which branch of the tree no, each one is No, it's every from. Samoa... F- <laughs> family is related yes. and then Samoa Joe's on the other side yeah <laughs> that would be really great I, I would just love The Rock coming back just to do some heel promos I mean oh, just to straight up God. straight up Bobby the Braining it and just putting all of his all of his uh, vague family members over his heels I mean you're practically The Rock's family he uh, uh, officiated your wedding yeah well, well we'll talk about it I can be like the Captain Lou Albano uh, the <laughs> wait The Rock officiated your wedding yeah what Seriously? Yeah. How did I not know this? You might be the only person. So uh, wait, the only person in the whole world who doesn't know this. How did the how much? I, I was actually having a conversation with a friend like a year ago, trying to figure out how much money it would cost for the Rock to just officiate a, a wedding. Uh, co- cost me nothing. Cost Warner Brothers some uh, some cash. Oh, uh, that's right. Of course, you told me. I, I know. I know this story. All right. Um, yeah. No. So Dwayne, Dwayne, and Dwayne and Jericho pals. We got to do the Andre the Giant. 
Yeah, it's yeah. true. Battle yeah, Royale. Um, Mojo's going over. Here's my pick, because I already have Strowman in the Undertaker match. Jack Gallagher. What? Jack Gallagher wow. standing next to a trophy bigger than him. I, I like the idea of him flying over the ring like Mary Poppins with yeah. his umbrella. Jack Gallagher's winning. No, the- I'm giving it to Mojo because Gronk is going to be in the crowd cheering him on. And Gronk gonna- apparently has a new movie out that no, that no yeah, one's seen. Oh, the yeah, poster. no, with John Morrison. Wait, no, different movie. What a great movie. Everybody died. Who do you have winning the Andre? I, I really think it's got to be Big Show if he doesn't have another Matt. If they don't find something else to do with him, this is a big this is Big Show's farewell tour, right? It is. Yeah. Wait, does he wrestle? Did he say he's retiring February of 2018? February of 2018. That's that'll, when his contract expires. Get, that'll go to WrestleMania. Okay, so maybe so. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I certainly don't see him going out just on this because they couldn't make the Shaq thing happen. Though, Shaq might still appear in the Andre. Hot rumor there. Shaq and the Andre. Uh, we got Ziggler in there potentially. Um, there, there are some names, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of names. Yeah, it could be. They, they should just have. We're talking about different ways to book it. Should it be two nights or whatever? They should just have the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal going on simultaneously to the rest <laughs> of the event. Higher time. Yeah, they just, just have World it. War Three. You get the UK guys in there. Ooh. You could get like Pete Dunne and hotshot him up. Oh man. But, let's do let's do a war games America versus the I world. I mean the, pro- the problem with the with the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal is that it doesn't it doesn't carry enough weight to actually be a legitimate way to push somebody. So Eric Corbin a little bit. No, no, Cor- but, but Corbin I think didn't. But Corbin bring a trophy with him everywhere he went. And Corbin definitely. didn't need it. Cor- I mean, Cor- it, all it did was just when he saw Corbin win, everyone was just like, "Oh, okay, yeah, of course." But that was his debut right? in WWE. No, I know, but those those of us that, that heard the rumor and saw him in NXT heard the rumors about him being called up and being pushed to the moon, whatever. It sort of formalized it, yeah. but like it doesn't really do anything for you except just it doesn't do anything for you that. One like a two week monster push couldn't do otherwise. Yeah, but there is that audience, and and we never think about this, but it's true that doesn't watch NXT, that doesn't. Oh have no, 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 that's true. I mean, I just think that like I just don't think it does anything for you that like two weeks of video packages and like squash matches couldn't do. Yeah. Anyway, maybe I'm wrong. I hope you're right, and then Jack Gallagher wins. <laughs> He's definitely. This is definitely would be a great opportunity. None of the things I predicted will come true in any way whatsoever. <laughs> there's I'm no other. There's it. no other cruiserweight matches set right now. So if the if the battle royal ends up being a you know the playground for the cruiserweights, I presumably they'll they'll put out some every cruiserweight something like an eight man. Yeah. I really yeah, wanted a UK match. I next year, bud. Next, next year. year. No, yeah. No. Yeah, maybe next year. Maybe next year we're gonna have WrestleMania. Like WrestleMania two is in three cities. Was that that's that yeah. was right? Chicago, uh, maybe next year we'll just have a WrestleMania will be in like America. It will be in like you know New Orleans, London, and uh, and like China or something. You know, we're that's where have, we're going. WrestleMania is not going to ever stay the same size. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And like, uh, like and the Fast and the Furious movies. And, <laughs> and exactly. uh, the the Mass Man Show. Uh, is keeping pace by getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um, we might have another show this week. Who knows, guys? You got to check the feed to find out. But thanks for listening to us break down the WrestleMania card. Thanks to Schilling, as always, for stopping by. Yeah. Thanks for the great Nick Mundy oh, for being for on the show. Me. Thank you, guys. And again, if you see me at WrestleMania, ask him where I am. And uh, <laughs> He's in the mask. He's the masked man. <laughs> and, guys, uh, Nick, do you want to give out your Twitter account or yeah, your, you your follow, podcast? Yeah, you can follow me at Dick Fundy on Twitter because I'm a grown man. And uh, if you want to check out some fun podcast, it's uh, called the Team Tiger Awesome Show. It's on the Jericho Network. Chris Jericho is literally my boss. Man. He yeah. sends me numbers and emails uh, about, like, hey, what about this? Like he'll give me notes. Do you have like do you you have like retreats? Corporate retreats. We haven't done that yet, but like hopefully we'll do the retreat with like Raven, uh, Conan, (laughs) uh, and Lance Storm and Cyrus, and we'll just do like okay, guys, here's what we're doing with the quarter 2018, quarter one 2018. (laughs) Um, Schilling, do you want to plug yourself at Dave underscore Schilling? Check out BleachReport.com because I wrote a profile of the Big Show that will be dropping. If you're listening to this on the. Friday before WrestleMania, it's out. So read it. I'm very excited about that. And uh, yeah, check through it. Check out TheRinger.com. I'll have a WrestleMania preview up. And um, you know, what the hell? Why don't you guys just watch WrestleMania this weekend? And then we'll have something to talk about next week. I'll be at WrestleMania, so we'll have plenty to talk about next week. Ooh. I'm watching at my parents' house like I used to watch. Uh, oh, wow. Every, yeah, it's going to be. Oh, my gosh. The flashback WrestleMania. <laughs> Fans. Listeners, everyone, thanks for tuning in. Happy WrestleMania, everyone. Apologies, as always, to Dean Ambrose. Have a happy WrestleMania, humanoids. Ooh. Ooh.